talk about me because I'm not a fan of Jay-Z or Beyonce. I, I think he's a bum. Hey, what's up? This is Juan. This is Alejandro. This is Castro. And we make sweatpants. This episode, we speak with Carla Cruel, who is running for Congresswoman in the 4th District of Philadelphia. Enjoy. Growing up, someone, we would say, oh, I'm going to be the first black president, but nobody actually believed that, right? You, we, we grew up never actually expecting that a person of color could be the president of the United States, right? Listening to children who are eight and nine years old who don't even, cons they don't have the same fear, so they don't actually have the same limitation over who they could be politically the way that I did at 40, uh, as a 40-year-old and all of the people above me. And so I, he, I'm saying that Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton did some terrible things. He did some wonderful things, right, as president of the United States. Reagan, not a fan of Reagan. He did some terrible things, but he also did some good things. Jimmy Carter, terrible, good. Uh, Ken, uh, uh, Kennedy, everyone loves him. Some good, some bad. Obama, some good, some bad. A lot of bad. Trump, I, I, a lot of trash, very little good, but, but it was a good well, yeah. President Obama, under him, there were more drone strikes and civilian casualties than anybody before him. And so that, that and as a person who cares about the environment, um, there were lots of decisions that were not really beneficial to the environment. The immigration policies under President Obama um, are not, I mean, George, I mean, sorry, President Trump took it to a whole nother level of sucky, but um, so I guess from my mind, when what o President Obama did, I thought it couldn't get worse. Yeah. And then Trump took it and to it another level, right? And then I was like, oh, so it can get worse. So I'll say that. But, but what I'm saying is, from the cost-benefit analysis perspective, I'm saying that I can't judge that yet because we don't see what these children are going to be. But I'm saying as a right. black person right. growing... So we have been fighting for years in our schools for us to learn more than Dr. King, Charles Richard Drew, Rosa Parks... Uh, Harriet Tubman, like that's that's been our history. That's all we we don't learn about nobody else doing any good, right? And, but hold on. But what happened? What has happened is like I have nieces and nephews, great nieces and nephews, godchildren. Listening to a child talk about themselves as a, a black person, like they don't. They speak differently than I did when I was their age, and so that thing, I, I was like you. I was like you until I sat in a room of children, and I was like, oh my God, his being a man of color without them knowing anything else, these kids are saying, yeah, I can be an astronaut. I can be the president of the United States. Or some of them are saying, like the young girls, oh, he got to be the first black man. I'm going to be the first black woman, right? And Or the, the other, I've heard children talking about being an ambassador. I'm, as a school teacher, I never heard young black children say that they would be an ambassador of their nation. And it's because just seeing him did something for the, the culture to say that we can achieve.
Yeah, like his yes we can really did do something on a psychological perspective of yes we can. And so that I will, if anything else, I will give him that. But do I bow down to the Obamas and have the their pictures up on my wall? No, dog. <laughs> nah. I do not believe that it was by happenstance that Dick Cheney was the vice president. I do not think it was happenstance that President Obama won in 2008. And I do not think it was happenstance that Trump was the person who won in 2016. I believe from an economic perspective, I think in America, there are always those people who are at work to financially benefit themselves. And it's a smaller group of people who who have meetings with important people. Just like in Philly, we talk about the, oh, you said you're not from Philly. We always talk about the machine, and people are like, who's the machine? Well, now that I'm running for office, I've actually found out the names of the machine. And so all the time I've grown up and I've heard about the machine, now I actually know, oh, that person, that, per that name, that name. So what I'm saying is that from a, I'm not a part of the machine. I've now learned who they are, and they are very much against my candidacy. But wow. the the on the on a national level, there are people who financially benefit are financially benefiting right now from the chaos that is happening in the United States of America. And there were pe and those same people financially benefited during the crash. So people knew that that crash of the economy was coming and they needed a great hope. Okay, so this is this is my best example. So I don't watch football anymore. I'm a huge fan of football, love the NFL. I completely boycott the NFL now and not because of Kaepernick. I had already decided to boycott them even the, the, the season before, and here's why. So I'm watching... I, Again, love football, but it was just weird how certain outcomes were happening in some of the games, right? So I, the um, Seattle Seahawks, they win the one year. They, they, they make me fall in love with football again, pretty amazing. And then we get to the game, and they don't give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. And I'm like, there is no, if this is about winning and having the Super Bowl and having money, why in the world would you not give the ball to Marshawn Lynch? So people were like, oh, his contract was coming up. And I was like, okay, you know, I was cool with that, but they lost there. The next season, right, we get to the Super Bowl. I get to the Super Bowl, and before the game started, one of the commentators said, uh, yeah, Tom Brady, he's the comeback king, da 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 da, -da he's going on. And, and I'm watching the game, and I'm like, how are they talking about coming back? He ain't even losing. So I start watching the game. First quarter, no score. Second quarter, no score. Third quarter, and I'm literally sitting there, and I said, if he starts to come back in this game, I'm going to be pissed. And it actually, if you go on my Facebook, because I didn't take anything down when I ran for office, you can go back to that Super Bowl. I post, if he wins, if, Tom, if the Patriots win with one score in less than two minutes of this game, I know that is fixed, and I will never watch football again. And that is exactly what happened. And I was like, I, for them to call him a comeback king and for all of those things that happened. All right, so then, now, Kaepernick comes out, right? 
And so everybody's like, oh, black, like, stand up. And so black people, it's a huge amount of us, right, and the other people wanted to support, started pulling out of watching the NFL, right? So who wins the Super Bowl that year? The underdog that has never gotten a ring is the first year that the Eagles have a non-black quarterback in a very long time. And so the Eagles, the team that you don't expect, come out of nowhere. And because they're the underdog, everybody who was boycotting all watched the Super Bowl. Everybody watched the Super Bowl. And then all of a sudden, this idea of boycotting the Super Bowls or the NFL just sort of disappears because maybe the Eagles can do it again. Oh, this is my team, yeah, da, 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 da. right? And maybe another underdog can do it. Who wins the Super Bowl the next year? The Patriots, once again. So this is my theory with Donald Trump. I think we are in preparation for something else, and his, that President Obama was, it, he, it needed to be him during the period of the crisis, the financial crash, where all of those rich people and all of those poor people, everybody lost all of that money. And so you bring hope to America and we get a black man. Sorry. I don't think that he knows that he was. Yeah, I think he's here to cause the maximum amount of chaos because, so I wrote a paper my senior year of high school. Um, we had to to come up with a theory and then do research on it. My topic was, why are people prejudiced? And, and I, I did this research and I intentionally used prejudice over racist. racist. I, was, I was intentional in my choice. And so one of the things I looked at was, uh, when I was doing my research was, um, your, what do you call them? Um, England, uh, the English and the Irish, right? Because it was, same color, but the oppression of them. Um, the United States of America, blacks and whites, and then um, whites, blacks and whites, blacks and native, I mean whites and Native Americans. So I'm, and I was doing this research on this. And the, my conclusion from my paper, so this is 17 years old. I read this paper by someone who was doing an evaluation of American racism. And he said that, um, America, the idea of racism between blacks and white people is an economic thing. So those who are rich, the way that they maintain their power and their riches is by keeping people of color, these two races, fighting each other. So broke white people and broke black people are always battling each other and they see each other as the enemy while other people are making money. And so what they used was examples of um, when there was a big economic, there was a big economic issue in, in the stock market, the week before, the week, sorry, the day, it was either the day before or something like that. Again, this is like eight, uh, 22 years ago I, I did this. But around the time of Rodney King, there was a type of crash in the stock market at the same time. They did not talk about the money. They talked about Rodney King. O.J. Simpson, there was a big financial crash where a lot of people, it was something with the banks. It was, no, it was like fraud or something with the banks around the O.J. Simpson time. We hear about O.J. Simpson, everybody black and white, black and white, black and white, and nobody was talking about that, right? And then more recently, I looked at this, when the Trayvon Martin news 
Black folks have been dying and killed unarmed for generations. It always happens. When the Trayvon Martin story made national news, the first thing I did was go get a financial paper to see what was going on. And there wow. were, that's the first thing I did. Oh so there was, there was issues with us in Venezuela. There was a, a money issue between us and Venezuela. There was um, another one of the banks had been sued for some, when, I can't remember where, like Bank of America has done this, where they do uh, over fees, the fees are not proportional to what they're saying or whatever, but they were sued by the U.S. government. A, a bunch of banks got sued for how they were giving out loans to people and that they were going to have to pay a whole bunch of, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So all of, but that happened during Trayvon Martin. So I'm sitting in law school. The first thing I said was, wait, let me check the finances. And that's what was going on. So in America, every time, anytime it makes major news, anything about black, blacks and whites or any type of racial injustice, the first thing I do is I go look for the money. What's happening with the money? So you, uh, I mean, you were talking about the NFL. What comes to mind is also the deal that Jay-Z made with the NFL. But, but, I mean, you talked about Kaepernick a little bit. Which yeah, he yeah. Took us, he did took, take some hush money. He did. He took so, a settlement. I, yeah. I mean, how do you kind of feel about that, though? He took a settlement. settlement. It's a settlement. Yeah. I, remember, I'm a lawyer. So settlements, to me, mean something very different than other people. And what do they, what do they mean to you? Settlements are... Sometimes fighting is not... But what people don't know is that 85% of all lawsuits get settled. 85. 85%. So it's a huge amount, right? And one of the reasons for settling is that the people who are making the most money in these lawsuits are the lawyers, right? So sometimes the clients are like, it's not worth the fight because the amount of money that I'm going to pay you, I'm going to start losing more money if I wait to go to trial. Plus, trial's a toss-up. You can get a judge with a bad attitude, don't like you, doesn't follow the law. You can get a jury. Um, that system needs to be automated, too. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you can't totally automate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, no. I, that's, that's, so settlements just mean... Some, sometimes settlements are... That is actually your... your it, it, that, if I had scales and I'm, I'm looking and I just, I sort of get to this point where I have to ask the question, is going forward going to actually start making me lose money? Let's talk about me because I'm not a fan of Jay-Z or Beyonce. I, mean, I think he's a bum. The reason that came to mind was because you were saying when people get up in power, it's no longer white or black. Do you think? Oh, yeah. It's green. They're playing that it's game. Green. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then, for the two... The two of them make so much money off of our people. And, like, I understand that black people are the greatest consumers in the United States of America. We, we, we consume far more than we own, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I, again, remember, we started this off with saying, I left Japan to come back here to, to help, right? I felt guilty living a good life. So I'm holding them to the same standard <laughs> that I hold myself. I love that you frame that. Yeah, that the two of them, they like they give they give pennies to charity so that they can say that they've given to charity so they don't look so terrible. And I'm like, I'd rather you keep all of your money and be true than try to try to front. 
if they really wanted to help our community, considering how many people love them, model their lives after them, you know, your, your, your beehive, your, the people who think Jay-Z is the God's gift to the universe. Yeah, he's, he's, he's everything. If he really wanted to, if they really wanted to, they could uplift the black community in so many ways. And here's what. Open, open, a, open a bank. Yes. Open, open a bank because deal with the redlining. Not only do you open this bank, just like there are, I've learned that there are departments of like Wells Fargo. I'm not saying they do a great job or Citizens Bank, but they have departments that have these finance departments that part of their job is to go out and make sure people understand, have financial education. Open a bank and educate your people on how to start businesses and then fund them. Give them lines of credit that the other banks won't give them. You still get to make money and you help your community. It's like a win-win. It's a win-win. Don't, don't throw a million dollars over here. Get out of here. Bye. Now, let me <laughs> Have you ever worked for a nonprofit? No, I'd like to, though. Do you know where most of the money in a nonprofit goes? Well, I, I don't know. Not to the mission. It goes to the infrastructure. Yeah, I've, I've had... To employing the people. So them giving a whole bunch of money to a nonprofit does not necessarily mean they're fixing any problem. Estimates of overall literacy in the United States vary depending on definition from perhaps 85% to as high as 99%. There's a, there's a high margin there. In Japan, it's, it's not, it is 99%. Why is that? What did Carla see when she went over there and why did she come back changed?